Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the best fantasy basketball tools on the entire internet. Go check them out right now, HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me as always is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, thing you're more excited about in your life. Ooh. Week six of fantasy basketball or eating the turkey on Thursday. Ooh, well, since you were specific and said eating the turkey on Thursday, I'm going to go with week six of basketball because the turkey is my least favorite part of Thanksgiving dinner. Everything else is your The stuffing's my favorite part. Stuffing, number one. Mashed potatoes, the gravy of the turkey, if we're going to count that as, like, that's really important. you got to have the gravy. Uh, you got to have some sort of uh, green beans layered in uh, what is not healthy for you. Like, the green beans, for some reason, green beans on Thanksgiving are, like, the least healthy green beans. Dude, because they always got, like, all kinds of stuff on them that's not healthy. That's like, like mushroom and that's cheese. Like, and, dude, it's like those people who go to the restaurant and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna order something healthy," and they get a salad, but they get like steak and French fries. And... Yeah, they get the onion ring fucking <laughs> salad. And it's like, oh, cool. Yeah, the onion ring salad is not good for you, buddy. Oh, uh, how much how much ranch dressing did you put on that? Yeah, that's not that's not how you eat healthy. Sorry. Uh, I figured yeah. I'd, I figured I'd ask that question, then going back to your struggles. Um. In fantasy basketball. Yeah, you still um it's not a good year for me in fantasy basketball so far. Um really struggling in our in in the redraft leagues. Um it's early. And like on a I mean, everybody out there, I'm sure there's a lot of our listeners. Uh, it's been a weird year. But uh, I, I think if you've been following with some of the stuff we've been saying, which apparently I haven't, because <laughs> I I'm, I'm in, in these these redraft leagues. Uh, they're so deep. It's like we're talking about standard league, mostly relevant guys. And all those guys are already picked up in, in a lot of our leagues, Tyler. So um, I'm struggling a little bit. I'm not too worried about it. I, I'm going to guarantee that I make the playoffs in both re- in both our listener leagues. No, the guaranteed right here, right now, I'm making the playoffs. I don't know, Mike. In one of those leagues, you are already 11 and a half games back. That doesn't bother me at all. Playoffs is playoffs. I'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. There's a ton of time. time. That's kind of what I want to get out there. It's week six, everybody. This is the primer for week six. It's a weird week. Really, a lot of people don't even feel like the uh, consider NBA starting until Christmas. Um, So, like, uh, a lot of people out there aren't even paying attention to the NBA until Christmas time. So, it is still very early. We are not very far into the season at all. And I really am out there saying, like, don't panic. We say this in the first two weeks, never panic. And I'm going to say the first six weeks, don't panic. But you got to start thinking smart. You got to start trying. You got to start putting some effort in. And I'm really talking to myself here. I got to start putting some effort into these leagues because apparently I have not been. Yeah, and uh, I'll give a shout out real quick to our, our Dynasty League men. Eight of the teams are within seven games of the top spot. Yeah. It's a it's a heated league. So this this sucker man, it's getting competitive already, and I feel like losing a week real bad in this could be the difference between making the playoffs and not. Like I mean, we're talking like one of those leagues where okay, you can dump a, a week or two in every league, but you lose one of those weeks like seven one eight nothing. 
that might be it for you, man. Like you're going to be dropping way in the standing. So, um, well, it's, it's, yeah. it's pretty tight. I think, uh, you know, Danny, Danny Granger is down there and, and the nine spot is actually only 13 spots out. Like that's not that far during, it's only week six. That is not that far. Danny Granger makes the playoffs, uh, wins the league. Like it's possible. Yeah. And, and so, I mean, I would say it's safely say that in any fantasy league, you could be in last place right now and still come back and win. I mean, we're talking most playoffs don't start until somewhere in the week 20 to 22 range, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we're talking we played six. So if even if it's week 20, like you have a really early playoff start, like, okay, so you still have 14 weeks to make it up. That's a ton of time. Right. Well, and it's, I mean, a lot more time than what we've played. So I would not be super, super concerned. In fact, like we're still talking about, if you listen to last week's episodes, we're still talking about in our, in our uh, buy low sections, uh, guys who um, are top 40, top, some even top 30 players who are like, Hey, buy low on that guy. That guy's still going to come around. Uh, There's still a bunch of uh, players out there who have not, um, really met their 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 potential yet you know if you own draymond green you're probably pretty upset about his his play and i i I would be too because i do own him in a couple leagues but i'm not getting rid of him i'm not worried about him you can't you can't sell low um and so i'm not worried about draymond green in the long term um not not overall i think his his scoring might be down but i'm not worried about everything else that he, he does i'm not worried about lamarcus aldridge's slow start that doesn't bother me at all. I got people hitting me up on trying to buy LaMarcus Aldridge <laughs> off me. Get the hell out of my, my DMs. I'm tired of this. You're not getting LaMarcus Aldridge. He's for for uh, Jamal Murray. Like, that's eh, that's not a bad trade, but it's not a good trade. I, I feel like this is a shot directed at me, Mike. Are you trying to, trying to fire shots already? No, I don't think – I don't remember you sending me a trade for uh, Jamal Murray for LaMarcus Aldridge. I can safely say I don't own Jamal Murray in any league I play in, so that definitely wasn't me. But was that was not at you? That was a shot at uh, someone else. If you are, uh, if that was at you, feel free to tweet me. Uh, I'll have some. I have some extra words for you that I cannot say on the air. Let's get into it. Are they sandwich? And no, uh, they they are inappropriate words uh, that will be talked about between two consenting adults. Um, (laughs) But let's get into week six. Uh, you know, we're, we're kind of, uh, maybe stalling for time here because week six is a weird week and I'm not going to call this a throwaway week because no week is a throwaway week. Um, but we have zero games on Thursday as everyone, um, at least in, um, I don't know if it's all of North America, but it's at least in the the United States of America celebrates Thanksgiving. Doesn't Canada celebrate Thanksgiving? Like in october like isn't it already over yeah i think like they're some some of their holidays are just like a month early and you're like what's what was that about and they're like we're whatever and we're like oh i guess we i don't mind like what i don't mind personally i'm sure there's some douche uh person probably from ohio i would assume who's like stupid canada a bunch of idiots doing thanksgiving a month early get the hell out of my country they're not in your country they're in canada that's another country you're an idiot and you're from ohio <laughs> okay, that was a random weird tangent there, but I'm That's just it. gonna go with it. Okay, yeah. so put it but, out there. 
the rest of the schedule-ness gets crazy too because instead of just splitting the games kind of between Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we took Thursday's games and smashed them on Wednesday and Friday. So Wednesday and Friday are these two crazy days of 13 and 14 games. So basically almost every – I mean the maximum games there could be was fifth, would be 15. Yeah, so, so basically every everyone's team, playing. And so – the streaming gets very difficult this week. And even in weekly leagues, right? We have 20 teams playing four games and the other 10 play three games. So there's not really, this is a week you win because you're healthy and you drafted well, not because you streamed in a bunch of guys in your head to head league, because there's just really not that many opportunities to stream in the guys. Um, so this is kind of more a week of you got, you know, you did well in your draft. You don't have guys like Steph Curry on your team who are hurt. Yeah, um, this is like a best team probably wins this week for the most part, right? Yeah, definitely. And, I mean, obviously you still got to play your matchup, right? You got to know what other, that your opponent's good at, what you can maybe take a little bit advantage of um, with your last couple roster spots. But pretty much everybody's going to have a lot of four-game guys and maybe one or two three-game guys in their roster. Like, the games played variance in head-to-head leagues is going to be very minimal this week. Yeah, there's no team playing one game, which was super weird last week. Um, but there's also no teams playing five. So Well, and when we shift ahead to week seven, like, that's, it's a much more traditional schedule. We have 11 teams playing four games. We have three teams playing two games and then all the rest play three games. So like that's much something much more we're, we're used to this week because Thanksgiving's off. We got more, not only one day with no games, but we also got a lot more games. So it's just kind of a really strange week um, in that sense. Yeah. It's so really what I would probably be doing this week in which I, I got to start taking our, our own advice, Tyler uh, is just to make sure I'm maximizing um, not just this week, uh, back to backs, trying to get the like a Monday, Tuesday, or the the, the games work because, like you said, Wednesday, Friday, your roster is going to be full, like hundred percent. Your starting lineup will be full. Period. So, I'm looking at the off game, the off days, not Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, obviously, and I'm also looking into next week a little bit more than I probably would normally because I probably will have a pickup or two near the end of the week that I can use to get an extra start next week. Yeah, no doubt about that. Um, I think that that's actually really wise strategy this week. And you'll, you can see if you check out my article on hashtag basketball.com that even the days where there's not that many games, like as far as back to backs go, there's almost, there's one, there's one team and everything. So like, in deeper leagues, there's not going to be anybody on the wire to pick up that plays both days, so you're just not really going to get that much help. Yeah, exactly. And I think uh, let's go talk about that article. You can everybody, you can read this full article on hashtag basketball.com. Like Tyler said, uh, we got some weekly pickups to talk about. It looks like everybody kind of took our uh, advice here because Shea Gillis Alexander is owned in 57% of leagues, and he te- he technically made your back to back Monday Tuesday recommendation. Uh, that's still low, 57%. That's that's low. And so that was the reason I put him on there. Um, usually I try to keep it to people under 50%, but I feel like he's kind of just been a pickup for the last, like, maybe week, week and a half, maybe two weeks. So maybe your league's not the super fast to adjust, and maybe you're just catching on, and you're like, oh, man, that's a really good pickup. He's probably the best pickup of the week because the Clippers and the Kings 
Um, both play four times this week, and they have three games on the lighter scheduled days. Um, so I feel like, you know, those guys would be the biggest advantage. And the Kings, like, don't have a lot of great pickups. I mean, you could get Amon Shumpert maybe. Like, he's only 3% owned. But pretty much most of the Kings guys are owned. Um, you got Shea Gillis, Alexander, and you got Patrick Beverly on the Clippers, who are both guys that are going to play pretty big minutes. They're both going to start, and they're both going to really help your fantasy team. Yeah, and I think actually Shea Gillis Alexander, if he's on your waiver wire, he's not a pickup for the week. He's the pickup for the next couple months. Uh, this guy looks like he will be a top 100 player. He should be rostered in all standard leagues. So if he's not currently on a roster, he should be on your roster by the time you get done. Actually, do it during the podcast. Like uh, you could do two things at once. You don't have to wait till the end of this podcast to go pick him up. You can go do it right now. So just pause you- it. Just yeah. pause it, man. Just pause it. Technology. We're going to give you, we're going to pause, you pause now, you'll pick up Shea Gillis Alexander and then come back. All right, cool. I'm glad you're back uh, because we have some other pickups for you to go and look at as well. Um, I'm surprised this player isn't owned in more leagues. Kelly Oubre Jr. is only owned in 36% of leagues and like, he's kind of like a, is he outperforming Otto Porter? I have to go look now. I don't think – well, no, I don't think I'm going to go look. I'm going to go look. You, um, you wax on. So Kelly Oubre is a very interesting target in the sense that if he got a few more minutes, like he has a really interesting kind of fantasy game, but he's kind of playing 25 a night. And, man, this Wizards team just I, – I don't know. They keep playing guys like Jeff Green, you know, a little bit more than him. And – Austin Rivers every once in a while bubbles up and gets like a really high minute game. And I just feel like Ubre is probably the better option there. And like if Ubre played 30 minutes a night, we're probably talking about like 13, 14 points, five rebounds, a steal, like 0. 0.7, 0. 0.8 blocks. Like those are really tasty numbers, but he's just really not getting that much playing time. But even still in 25 minutes, like he's averaging 12.2 points, four and a half rebounds, 0. 0.8 steals, 0. 0.6 blocks. Um, that's a pretty tasty line. Yeah, he's kind of like a poor man's Otto Porter, actually. So, like, Otto Porter's currently per nine cat uh, per game, 80th, and Kelly Oubre is 129th. So he's not outperforming Otto Porter. But the fact that I had to go think about that just goes to show you, you know, Otto Porter currently by low. We talked about that last week. But also, uh, Kelly Oubre Jr., intriguing if something happens to Otto Porter, whether he gets traded or injured, um, or someone else gets traded on this team that allows Kelly Oubre to play those more minutes to be a starter – to have play 30 plus minutes, then he will be basically a, you know, an almost auto porter. And that's a pretty good player to have, especially in Roto leagues. Yeah. And I mean, w- watch this space on the wizards too, because I, you could really see them blow this up. Like they're at the absolute salary maximum. They have Porter, they have wall, they have Beal signed to long-term deals for a good amount of money. I mean, like the lowest anyone's making, there's like 26 million a season. And they're five and eleven. So, you know, the closer this team gets to the trade deadline, like they could really blow this team up, and that could leave you know Kelly Oubre in a in a very tasty role if you know they trade away an Otto Porter or they trade away a Brad Beal or a John Wall. Um, I think the one they're going to want to move most is John Wall because they signed him to that super max. But I don't know, man. Moving Wall yeah. is going to be it's going to be difficult. I think mm-hmm. like. Yeah, you listen to just, you know, a lot. I've listened to quite a few podcasts about what's Wall's trade value. And it's like, 
it's really weird to think like Supermax John Wall, especially like think about Supermax John Wall like two years ago. Basically, everyone's going around the league being like, no one wants to pick this guy up. Uh, a point guard who uh, isn't efficient and has that much money to his name. There's not a there's not a market for him. I, I personally don't believe that. There's a there's always a market for somebody like John Wall. He might might not be the market he wants to be in, but I think there is a market for John Wall out there. And if well, they want to Blake sell Griffin, him, they, they'll sell him. And we saw Blake Griffin get traded in a very similar situation last season. Like the thing is, though, are they going to get back the pieces to push them anywhere near contention? Like, I mean, we saw it with the Jimmy Butler thing. Like, there was a, I mean, they actually ended up doing all right for themselves in the trade. But there was a time where it looked like you know maybe the best they were going to get was like Josh Richardson in a pick. Yeah. Well, like, okay, that's okay. But like Jimmy Butler on the heat would have made the heat probably a playoff team in the East for sure. So like you're getting a pick in the twenties probably for, you know, Jimmy Butler and, you know, Josh Richardson's fine. Like he's a real good player and he's having kind of a breakout year, but I don't know that that's a, a contending move for a team, you know what I mean? So they might not get really a lot back for John Wall, and that might push them further down in the standings, and that might bubble up someone like Kelly Oubre if he's getting more minutes and more playing time. Um, it'll be interesting to see. Yeah, I think, you know, you just saw, uh, especially in the last couple games with Jimmy Butler, um, it's going to take a little bit for him to get used to playing with his new team, but – I'm pretty sure you can already tell he likes playing with this new team. Um, he's he, see he I think he actually came out and said like I like playing with these guys much better. They want to win. I mean, if that isn't a shot across the bow, like do, you know what, stand up for yourself, Minnesota. Where Carthony Towns, do something. Like, well, and get the, mad. The one who was the most disappointing was was Tibbs, if you ask me, in that whole situation because like. Tibbs comes off as like this, you know, yelling, like mean, not going to take any crap from anybody type of guy. And then he just let Jimmy walk all over him in a sense. And so, I I mean, I think it hurt. I'm not sure. I'm not sure he had, uh, I'm not sure he had a choice. He might not have a choice in the matter. He might, uh, it might've been his job or get rid of Jimmy or get rid of his job. And if it's that decision, I mean, he might've chose the right one. Let's, no comment on that. Yeah, no comment. You're not going to talk any trash about Tibbs because he'll find out where you live. He's a psychopath. Um, I've been actually been always been a big supporter of Tibbs. I mean, I, we can agree that he doesn't do things the right way, but I think he got a lot out of some of those Bulls teams when they were not as good as he made them to be. I They were the two years under Tibbs. They think they had the most wins in the league. And I don't think they were the best team. No, like I'm not trying. They to... might not have been the best team, but they were definitely a contender during those those years. Well, so I mean, I think he was getting the best out of a lot of those players, and yeah, and, it's kind of like was... a, Atlanta. Remember Atlanta with under Bud, or you know, some of the uh, Brad Stevens stuff that that he does in in Boston. It might not be the best team, but you're always going to get the best play out of those guys, except for apparently this year in Boston. Yeah, and I mean, so maybe maybe it just sours after a few years. You know what I mean? Like you can't you can't make the magic happen every time. Like Tibbs goes to Minnesota, and maybe he just can't make the magic happen again. Yeah, you can't just yell at people and expect them to to play their hardest for eight straight years. It's just not going to happen. Well, and I think too, you you got to find the right people for your yeah for your style. And 
his style is very in your face. So if these other guys don't respond well to in your face coaching, then they know that can maybe not get the best out of them. Yeah. Probably a huge detriment. Um, let's talk about some of these other week six players that you have listed here in your article. Uh, I, I want to bring up a couple guys. I'm really surprised um, at their, just at their percentage owned um, Shelvin Mack. Now maybe I, maybe I shouldn't, bring up Shelvin Mack just because like why why do you bring up Shelvin Mack ever he's only owned in 22 percent of leagues that feels super low and I and I get why and you kind of mentioned in the article like no one thought Shelvin Mack would be like continue to play well but he has he has been standardly relevant for the year so far well, and here's the other thing about Shelvin Mack that just isn't making a ton of sense is he's hitting 50% on his field goals. He's shooting 46% on his three-pointers. Like, we can all he agree. can't last. Like, I think we said that a handful of times already about Shelvin Mack uh, in the last few weeks. That cannot last. It has. And that's how – I mean, a player can be hot for a good month. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm a big proponent of riding hot streaks. Like, some guys just – they get locked in, whatever you want to call it, like call it what you want to call it. They just have a, a stretch of games where they play really good. Now, he didn't make the top of my weekly pickups because there's some risk there, right? Because we don't ever know when the high streak's going to end until it ended. Yeah, like <laughs> I, it, it's improbable, right, is we, what we're seeing from Sheldon Mack. But this is, what, this is why I don't understand. I don't understand why he's only owned in 22% of leagues because he is standardly relevant putting up standard league relevant numbers and not even one out of four people are, are rostering him on a team. That just doesn't make any sense guys. At some point I get your, you're outsmarting yourself at some point where being like, Oh yeah, shove him back. This isn't going to last. Well, it's like, well, yeah, but it's, it's doing this week. He's doing it last week. The, he did it. Right, and the, him then. the other scary thing is to like, it's only in 26 minutes, which is yeah. a lot for Shelvin Mack, but like in the grand scheme of things, like in the stand league, like that's probably the lowest minute total on your roster. So like, that's a little worrisome too. I get that, but I mean, he's locked in right now. The Grizzlies play four times this week. Uh, they play the Mavs who have been playing a little bit better defense, but still are kind of right in the middle of the pack in defense. Um, yeah, on Monday. So, you know, you might get a, a good game out of Shelvin Mack right off the bat and be happy with that. Yeah. Could be um, incredibly um, worth your while to have a guy who's playing decently on your damn team. I'm talking to myself again. Okay, so of some of these guys on the on the, the, the bottom of my roster. Let, let's get to the most important one. So Derek White made um, the the weekly pickup list as the number one guy. Um, revisionist history, right? If I could redo the article, that probably wouldn't be the case. And the whole reason is he had started every game until Sunday night against the Warriors. He got benched. He played 18 minutes. And I think I mentioned this in the article, like it was risky because we had seen five games and now this Warriors game would make six. And we'd seen five games from him. And in three games, he averaged 28 minutes and the stat line was real juicy. Then in the other two games, he played just 16 minutes on average, and he literally scored zero points combined in the two games. He did not score in either game. And then we saw a third game on Sunday night where he played 18 minutes and had two points, a rebound, assist, and a steal. So 
I mean, I think Derek White might be turning into a pumpkin here. Like, he might not be worth holding in every league. Yeah, and you, but... you've, you've said that early in the Derek White conversation when he was coming back from injury. Like, okay, he could be the starter there, but, like, when does he when does he turn back into Derek White? And I think we might we might have an answer, but also Pop is probably, might be just doing Pop things. You might just end up, he might end up playing 38 minutes in their next game. But, okay, so here's the way I'm approaching this, though. Like, it's fine to pick him up, but he wouldn't be number one anymore on the list because we've basically seen it. Half the games he's good, half the games he's bad. So, I mean, right now we're literally looking at, like, for the week and four games, he's probably going to get you, like, 30 points. He's going to get you, like, seven rebounds, probably, like, you know, 10, 11 assists, maybe, like, two steals and, like, three or four three-pointers like that's fine that's gonna help you but it's probably not the best absolute best pickup you can get yeah i'd probably that would probably go to your next guy on your list seti osman uh, a lot of people dropped him uh, as he has been playing not as good as he started um also missed a few games but the guy's starting he's playing on a Cavs team that has no idea where they're going what they're doing and he's basically the only person on that team who's probably going to be there in a year. So um, maybe, maybe a couple other guys might be there too. I'm not sure anyone's going to take Tristan Thompson's contract, but uh, yeah, city Osmond probably should be owned and he's only owned in 22. He's owned it in the same amount of leagues as shovel Mac is owned. That's, that's even crazier. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, I'll, I'll stand by it and say like, I think Chetty Osmond probably at the end of the season, like the percentages might not be great, but he's probably going to be a top 75 player in eight category leagues. Like that's legitimate. He's doing the things he needs to do. He's getting the minutes he needs to get to do that. Um, so yeah, he missed a few games and I understand that, but I would definitely pick him up and probably hold him for the rest of the season in a lot of leagues. Definitely. Uh, let's, let's look to the week ahead because like I said, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday are kind of uh, crap shoots. If you want to see some good streaming uh, combos for the, the off days, um this week go to hashtag basketball.com and um read this article that tyler wrote it's very good um but as i was saying earlier i think looking ahead to week seven is kind of the key here because of the weird schedule because of the fact that there's a day where no one is playing and two days where everybody is playing you're probably hindering at least a couple of your pickups so it's probably good to be picking up four next week um and i want to talk about a few of the players that uh, you could pick up as a Sunday, Monday, or Sunday, Tuesday type of stream. And, and then, if, you, if you're really big, like you already got your matchup set up and you just want to look at week seven, uh, there is one team that plays a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back in week ooh. seven, and that would be the Indiana Pacers. All right, oof. R- rough go for the Indiana Pacers. Um, a Monday, Tuesday, back-to-back. Uh, and they play the at Utah and at Phoenix. So mm, Okay, one of those games will be they'll they'll compete in both games, I think. But uh, uh so games, they should uh, compete more in. Are the Jazz a really great defensive team? Um, they're I'd say they're pretty damn good. I don't know if they're like the most elite team in the defensively in the league. So small sample size alert. Like I, I've they played the Mavericks three times, and I've seen them three times, and they crushed the Mavericks in the first two, and then the Mavericks beat them by 50 in the last one but they seem to give up a lot of points to dallas in every game like they give up 
well in the hundred and I mean they well they gave up over a hundred in, in all three games, and they gave up like a hundred and eighteen in the last one, and it just it struck me that they might not be as elite as some people make them out. Now going to Utah is always a difficult place to play, but I just feel like the Jazz, at least so far, have not been the best defensive team in the league like they have maybe in the past. Uh, yeah, if I actually go out to defensive rating right now, they are 13th, uh, which is a lot lower than I thought they would be. The Indiana Pacers are third. So just throwing that out there. Might be a little bit of a low-scoring game, but that is for all the people betting on the over-under, which we are not doing that. Well, I'm not doing that anymore, let's just say. Um, I don't have that type of money. Um, but let's look ahead to week seven already. Um, I'm looking at a guy right here, only owned in 44% of the leagues. His name is DJ Augustine for the Orlando Magic, who has been um, playing a majority of their minutes at point guard. Uh, and he's a good Sunday, Monday stream. Um, and also hitting, hitting some threes as well. Yeah, and we've seen those numbers tick up lately. So um, he's trending in the right direction too, which you like. And obviously there's a whole week of basketball to play before we get to this a particular area so obviously that could change but i mean i like augustine as a pickup you know not there's not many guys getting five assists on the waiver wire the only one is probably jj berea other than augustine and Berea literally does not do much else for you so um yeah augustine is definitely a worthy pickup and underrated pickup maybe the other guy who's getting the point guard minutes and jerry and grant they're like he's averaging 1.2 steals in his limited minutes. Oh, that's that's not bad, and, and especially in those types of uh, minutes that he's playing. And he's also giving you like three to three and a half assists a game. Like that number's kind of oscillated between three and three and a half, depending on the game. Yeah, and 20 minutes a game, that really isn't bad. Yeah, and so, I mean, in a deeper league or, or maybe even in a standard league, if you just really need some steals, he might be one of the best options out there, even though he's not getting a ton of minutes. Yeah, yeah deeper leagues, definitely look out for I actually... Early in the season, when Jerry and Grant was in, we had no idea what was going on in Orlando. And I was like, well, it feels like Jerry and Grant should should be good enough to play starters minutes on that team. Apparently he wasn't. But, like, if he were, if he were playing um, 32 minutes a game, Jerry and Grant would be a, a pretty nice fantasy asset. I, that's not going to happen. Well, unless D.J. Augustine gets hurt, then. That's true. They have no choice. All bets are off. As they say. That's true. Uh, the Charlotte Hornets, another team that has a Sunday-Monday stream as well. Some Sunday-Tuesday outlooks. You have the entire Miami Heat slate. All those guys kind of do a little bit. Not of them, None of them do a lot, but uh, they all do something. You know, the Tyler Johnsons, Kelly Olenek's out there. Um, really, cool. even Justice Winslow. You know, those are good guys to, to stream for sure. And a Sunday, that's a good Sunday-Tuesday. And they all do a little bit more with Dwayne Wade out, and we don't really know when Dwayne Wade's going to come back. So um, they're all looking a little bit better right now. And if Dwayne Wade's back, then they're all looking a little bit worse because it seems to me like they just took Dwayne Wade's like 22 minutes and they gave it out like, here's two for you, and here's five for you, and here's two for you, and here, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they, they didn't really like funnel it all into one guy. They just kind of spread it out all over the place. Yeah, it didn't seem like they uh... – gave one dude the the go-ahead is which would have been nice for anyone who plays fantasy but obviously the miami heat have had this problem for the last couple of years um and we really don't so know what to do with them I, 
I was listening to the game when they played the Lakers on Sunday night, and they they said a stat that was surprising to me. They literally brought back all 15 guys from their roster last season. Yeah, they're the only team. I'm just like the only team that's ever had in years that's, that's ever done that. Well, yeah, because usually, like at least at the bottom portion, you're like, all right, well, we're going to get rid of this guy, or this guy is going to move on and play somewhere else because he's going to get a few more minutes, and we're going to sign someone else to be one of our last roster spots. But the Heat literally they changed their two two way guys, so they didn't bring back all 17 that they could have, but the 15 they brought back all of them. So yeah, that was kind of strange. Uh, very strange, but they're kind of in cap hell down there as well. Um, that's why they're the Miami Heat. Uh, you give out how many million to Tyler Johnson, that'll happen to you. Yeah, don't do that. He's not even play. He's not even playing uh, 30 minutes a night. Um, I want to talk about the, another team that is a Sunday, Tuesday stream, but also they've had an important, um, at least in their in their fan base of Cincinnati, a report, an important return to the court. Johnny Collins, the sleeper of 2018, who has not played a game until he played uh, just the other night, uh, a whole 12 minutes. Um, let's just start out with like with John Collins. What what is your long term outlook for John Collins? If if he's on your waiver wire, are you going to pick him up and stash him now that he's healthy? Even he only played 12 minutes, but like that's probably obvious that he's. He's not going to come back and play 35 minutes right off the bat. So, yes, I'm obviously going to stash him because this is a guy with a ton of upside, a ton. Right? Like this guy could easily be a top 50 player. We saw him last year in 24 minutes, average a block a game, average 0.6 deals, average 7.3 rebounds. He can shoot threes a little bit. He didn't shoot a ton last year, but by all accounts, he was projected to shoot more this year um the 24 minutes last year is still a little bit of a worry to me personally like i'm not gonna mortgage my team to go trade for john collins because what's really that different about this hawks team from last year to this year that he like why did he not play more last year they didn't really have any big men last year um so some people like projecting that he gets 32 35 minutes a night like i just don't really see that happening i don't think we've seen that uh, from John Collins. Now, granted, this is his second year. I expect him to play a little more. I wouldn't be surprised if he plays closer to 30. But to say it's 32 or 35, I think it's a bit of a stretch. Yeah, I think if you started, if you looked at uh, the Atlanta uh, box scores starting in January, I think January through the rest of the season, uh, John Collins is going to have the most minutes per game out of him, Deadman, and Alex Lynn. Um, but oh yeah, and it's I think, still a couple months away from now, and that's it's going to slowly drift in that direction. I think too that we see Len start playing like 10, 12 minutes a game at some point. Like I think that's definitely the case. It's worth mentioning too that these guys play like a month of preseason for a reason. This is John Collins's preseason, so he played twelve minutes in the first game. He's probably not going to be playing his full allotment of minutes until December, probably more like mid December. Yeah, I think Deadman is worth owning. Uh, Johnny Collins definitely the pickup here if he's available. I don't, I doubt he's available. I haven't seen him available in too many of the uh, standard leagues that I play in. Here's but, the re- here's the reality though, man. Like some of these people with one IR spot and a shallower like ten team league, they might have to cut John Collins now. Maybe somebody scooped him as soon as he hit the wire. But like if you had 
even like a Steph Curry thing where he goes down for a week or two and it's, you know, you're missing out on a lot of games in a head-to-head league if you got to hold either Steph Curry or John Collins on your bench not playing at all. Absolutely. So, so he he might, might be out there. I, think, I think he might be out there in a few leagues, and I, he has to be on. And I Here, actually think the, Dwayne Dedman should be on as well. Yes, for sure. Here's the move, though, for John Collins. Like, I think you let him play this week and hope he plays, like, 12, 15 minutes a night, and then you try to buy low on him. Um, obviously you, the owner will be a little frustrated. Like I waited so long for you to come back. Now you're not, he's not playing. playing. Yeah. Um, and they just are kind of missing the boat, I think. And so that's an option. Yeah. Dwayne Dedman criminally underrated here a little bit. He was owned in a lot more leagues. He dropped down to 50%. Um, and the whole reason was he had a kid. Uh, he didn't, his, his girlfriend or wife did. I'm not exactly sure which. He saw, he saw someone have a ch- a child. Yes. He, went, he went to go watch a child that is related to him be born with someone else. So he missed Sunday of week five, and then he missed two additional games. Um, and so people were like, oh, man, well, he's hasn't been playing that well. And now he missed some games at the beginning of the season, too. So then he was kind of ramping back up. Then he missed three more games, and people just started cutting him because they're like, oh, man, he's not playing. He's not out there. Um, that was a mistake. Um, they did. Uh, maybe they didn't know what was going on. I don't know, but um, yeah, he's he's gonna get some rebounds. He's gonna block some shots. He's gonna steal the ball. He can shoot threes. He shoots good percentages on minimal volume. Um, Dwayne Dedman, probably a top 100 player this year, definitely should be owned in your league. I'm with you on that as well. And I want to give a shout out to a guy on the Atlanta Hawks as well. Jeremy Lin over the last few games has looked pretty good. Uh, still playing limited limited minutes. It's still a very small sample size but he did play uh 24 minutes so he's, he's kind of starting to move up into that range we we kind of called him out like this is a this is like a risky last pick in the draft but this as everyone knows like at one point Jeremy Lin was a very a good standard league fantasy player and if he can continue to get 25 minutes a night he could actually be a a standard league relevant fantasy player and i i'm willing to if i'm looking for point guard stats um take a flyer on him this week as a stream and hopefully that that minutes per game still occurs throughout the, the rest of this week yeah he's a good rebounding point guard too as far as point guards go like he gets you like three and a half four rebounds a game which is good for a point guard um this hawks team and, and we'll throw the knicks in there with them like they're both two teams that they jumble the rotation a little bit too much for any fantasy manager's liking like, you know, it's it's one game, it's 24, 25 minutes for Jeremy Lin, and then, like, the next game they're playing uh, Kevin Harter, and they're now they're playing Lin, like, 15 minutes, and they're playing, you know, Horter, the 25 or 26. Like, they just kind of muck things up every game, and the Knicks do the same thing with the Mitchell Robinson, Noah Vonley, like, Enos Cantor, big men stat. Like, big men, they just kind of mess it up every game, and it's really hard to follow. So there are always going to be risky pickups because at the drop of a hat, you know, either coach could just be like, okay, tonight's the night you're playing 15 minutes. And it's hard for anybody to be standard league relevant in 15 minutes. Like even the absolute elite players, if they only played 15 minutes a game, it would be hard for them to be standard league relevant. Yeah, it'd be pretty borderline for even some of the best superstars out there. Um, I think that is it for our week six. Tyler, do you have anything else you want to plug or anything else you want to say about week six weeks, maybe even week seven? Um, no, I mean, week seven, we're going to get a little bit better. Um, spread 
So uh, um, that'll be the week you really want to listen to this podcast and, and read the article is when the games are a little more spread out, you can take a lot more advantage. And so that, you know, that's something you're going to definitely want to do to win your leagues. Um, I've been using this strategy for the last eight, 10 years. And I've won a lot of leagues just, you know, doing it. So I'm, I'm here to try to help you guys. Um, as far as that goes, um, every Thursday, uh, Fantasy Pros, you can read my buy lows and sell highs for the week. Um, Draymond Green was the big feature of, of last week's column. I'm sure you can find that out there um, either on my Twitter or, you know, if you just go to Fantasy Pros and, and search for, for buy lows, sell highs in, in fantasy basketball. And I, I mean, I've been writing a lot of stuff for the Dallas Mavericks. I did a, a trade piece that did really well. Um, so it was five. Everybody, trades. everybody loves a good trade piece. It was five trades that could push the Mavericks into the playoffs, and the Mavericks have been playing really well. And um, they got a shot on Monday night to go to five hundred. So we'll see. They play the Grizzlies. There you go. Uh, that's a good team to play to try to get to five hundred. The Grizz- Grizzlies are not that bad. Um, that, that'll be a fun game. I actually might put that game on. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter, though? You're writing a ton of stuff. you got a lot of content out there. And if people aren't following you, they're doing it wrong because I get most of my information just from your Twitter. So where, where can people follow you? Uh, you can follow me at Tyler P. Watts. So that's uh, Tyler, just like you think you'd spell it, P, and then the Watts has two Ts. Beautiful. And you can find me at Watch the Boxes. Listeners, we do this for you. If you have feedback for the show, if you want to uh, push the show in a certain direction, you want more keeper talk, you want more dynasty talk, you want more mailbags, let us know. Uh, we are available on Twitter, and we will move the show in the direction that will help you uh, win your league and, and, and keep you supporting the show. And we appreciate that. We appreciate all the feedback you guys have been giving us uh, over this year and uh, in years past as well. But we really appreciate our Patreon subscribers out there. We uh, All our Patreon subscribers have a direct link to us uh, to help basically shape this show. They are directly supporting the show. Um, and I want to give a shout out to all of them. Thank you so much for helping the show. If you want to go out there and help the show, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. There is a special secret announcement from Tyler. It might, it might or might not have something to do with a listener league. Just throwing it out there. It might or might not have something to do with a listener league. So if you are interested in something that might or might not be related to a listener league, go out to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and subscribe. And uh, you can be basically have early access to whatever that special announcement is along with early access to our waiver wire and buy low sell high podcasts that we release every week. So Patreon subscribers, they are getting exclusive content. So if you want to be a little bit ahead of the game from the rest of your league, patreon.com slash watching the boxes. That is it for tonight. Thanks for listening, everybody. We appreciate it. Have a good one.